Hi, I'm Michael Woods, Chief Scientist at the Asian Turfgrass Center, and this is another ATC Double Cut. In this episode, I'm going to explain one thing that I wish everyone understood about MLSN, about the MLSN guidelines for nutrient management, for fertilizer recommendations for turfgrass. And this is an article that I wrote real quick a few weeks ago for the Sports Turf Association of New Zealand. And Joe Hollier had written to me saying that they had a new newsletter coming out for the Sports Turf Association. And he wondered, because people are starting to use MLSN more, more broadly around the world, including in New Zealand, and he had some questions about it. I think some other people had some questions about it. So he asked me if I'd like to write something or if I could write something. And I answered that probably wasn't a good idea for me to do that because I had so many other things to do and I didn't really want to add to my list. But I realized I can write something about MLSN pretty quick. And I had something on my mind that I wanted to explain and emphasize. So uh, it took me about 20 minutes, I think, to to write out this little article, and I've I've copied it in full on my website. I'll put a direct link to that in the description so you can read this at your leisure about the one thing that I'd like everyone to understand about MLSN. But here on the ATC Double Cut, what I am going to do is not read that article, but instead talk about you know, the kind of stories about what prompted me to write about it on my blog, what prompted me to write that article, and why why I think this is something that everyone should understand. And it is how you should really use the MLSN guidelines if you're using it the way that I think you should use it. And think about soil nutrient levels. And let's use potassium for an example. Let's say potassium is at 50 parts per million. That's above the MLSN minimum of 37 parts per million for potassium. So I think the way a lot of people do this is they will just look at the soil test result. In the case of potassium, if it's 50 parts per million, they'll look at it. They'll say, my soil potassium is above the MLSN guideline of 37 parts per million and they'll make a, a yes or no decision about whether they need to apply potassium fertilizer based on that. So if it's above the MLSM minimum, anything above 37 parts per million, they'll just say, fine, everything's fine, I don't need to apply potassium. That's not the way that I would do it because the grass is alive and the grass is using potassium. So tomorrow, the potassium in the soil may be 49 parts per million. And two days later, the soil potassium may be 48.5 parts per million. And if we were in a place like Bangkok and the grass was growing rapidly, I would expect the soil potassium would go from 50 parts per million down to less than the MLSN guideline within about three months if the grass was growing rapidly using the potassium from the soil and potassium was not being resupplied from any source. So I want people to remember that hopefully their grass is alive. If their grass is alive, the 
I mean, if the grass is dead, MLSN is probably not what you need to be worrying about. Uh, so we would find the, the cause of the grass being dead and fix that. But and then when we get to MLSN, we're going to be working with live grass and the grass is using nutrients. And that means the soil nutrient levels are going to be going down unless we add fertilizer. And so it's important to calculate how much the potassium or the other elements are going down. So I always recommend with MLSN to calculate the expected plant use for the period going into the future over which you're trying to make the fertilizer recommendation. And that's how you can come up with the accurate fertilizer recommendation using MLSN. So the MLSN number is just a reserve that's kept in the soil. And the, the real important thing to calculate is not whether the soil is above or below MLSN at any point in time, but it's important to figure out if the soil is going to drop below MLSN in the future over the period or during the period in which one is making the fertilizer recommendation. So if one is making the fertilizer recommendation for the next six months, we need to predict how much the soil is going to go down in a nutrient, how much the grass is going to use at that site over the next six months. And from that, we can see if the soil nutrient is expected to drop below MLSN. If it is expected to drop below MLSN, then I would make a fertilizer recommendation to, to keep that from happening. So it's, it's not a static thing. It's a dynamic thing. And I would encourage people to take the extra step to make that calculation. PaceTurf have an excellent document that a lot of people find useful. And that is their, um, what do they call that? The, uh, climate, climate appraisal form, I believe that's available on the pace turf website. I'll put a link to that in the description to this show also. So you can, you can get a direct link to this particular blog post in which I reproduce the article that explains the, the one thing that I wish everyone would understand and, and remember about MLSN. I'll also put a link to the Pace Turf Climate Appraisal Form, which they've made available in American Standard Units and also in Metric. And that makes some calculations of expected plant use based on the temperature conditions at your site, which can be used to estimate the plant growth and the use, the plant use of different elements. If, if you want to make those calculations, there's various tutorials on on my website uh jason haynes did a nice mlsn math step by step uh joe galati who many of you know from the talking greenkeeper podcast but he also has a walking greenkeeper blog that he he hasn't updated recently i don't believe but a couple years ago he had an excellent post that went step by step through the math where you can make these calculations and so he showed how to do it. Jason Haynes has shown how to do it. Um, I've, I've shown how to do it in, I think, in the MLSN cheat sheet, which you can find at the Asian Turfgrass website. And all of these are examples of ways to make that calculation. Or, of course, if, if you've 
done your soil testing through ATC, I will make those calculations for you based on the expected plant use at your site. So I, I make those calculations all the time. And I, I wish everyone that was using MLSN would be making those same calculations because I think it's incorrect to just say today we're above MLSN or we're below MLSN. So that's going to be our criterion for uh deciding whether to apply an element as fertilizer it's not quite the the most accurate way to do it and i always like to remember that the grass is alive it's using nutrients the nutrients in the soil go down so we can predict into the future how much they will go down and whether we need to apply fertilizer or not that's something that i explained or tried to explain in that quick article that i wrote which you'll find reproduced at asianturfgrass.com and i thank you for listening and watching here at the atc double cut i will be back soon with another episode of a new topic that i thought was important enough to write about and hopefully important enough for you to read about thank you so much